0: You ready, tough guy?
1: It's already going. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. I'm ready. You're the one all sniffly-snoffly over there.
0: Hello, welcome to sniffly-snoffly. <laughs> actually, hello and welcome to Real Disagreement. I'm Rob Bowman.
1: I'm Amy Douglas. And we have finally, yes, hurrah, a sound tech. Huzzah. Jose. Miranda Hernandez. Woo! Woo! She's watching our sound levels. Um, yeah, because last episode was a tragedy
0: because I was in charge. I'm not sure it was a tragedy so much because people didn't cry so much. It was a travesty. I'm tired of using it that was an word.
1: Embarrassing disaster. I'm kidding. You did a wonderful job cleaning it up, and I'm greatly appreciative. It was an Irving Berlin film at the beginning.
0: It was a okay,
1: right? That's sure. the one
0: with the fires and the earthquakes. I don't know. No, I know. Who you're it's Irving. Shit, I'll know in a minute. The disaster movie.
1: But isn't Irving Berlin that's like the cliche for like everybody's sad He's
0: musicals. Oh you're right, that is. Yeah. Speaking Uh, of anyway, you know what, what is this podcast even about?
1: It's we force each other to watch movies that we haven't seen or maybe we saw and we didn't like it and gotta go go on a journey of rediscovery
0: and then we argue about it. Yeah, we each pick a movie and we pit them up against one another. This week was a little different in the concept. Yes. In that we took a film that won Best Picture and put it up against a movie that we felt should have won Best Picture. That someone felt should have won Best Picture. Okay, sure. I feel like that's a personal attack. <laughs> Which no, maybe no. appropriate no, no, because no. of what happened this week.
1: Well, because the Oscars always create discord. Um, so there's always the one that should this have year won. This one maybe
0: more than many. I'm not reopening wounds. I'm just saying that's what prompted this.
1: Yes, but but there is always, there's always an argument. Um, and there's always controversy every year. And um, so, yeah, so we decided to go with the one that got it versus one of the other contenders that some people feel
0: strongly should have won. For instance, Rob Bowman, what cool. he feels should have won. Correct. Okay, so, so this <laughs> week we are going for the... 2003 Oscars, which are for the year 2002. I always get confused how that works. Yes. So the 2002 films are Gangs of New York, nominated Best Picture, and Chicago, which actually won Best Picture.
1: And our history there was I had seen both of them, mm-hmm. and Rob had only seen Gangs of New York, and is. I'm well on record as not being a
0: musicals guy. Yeah,
1: I was going to say anti-musical, but that's not fair because you have that one that you really like. I,
0: there's a few I like, including, which this is going to matter, a couple Bob Fosse movies.
1: Yeah, because Bob Fosse is fun. and All sexy. That Jazz is
0: actually one of my favorite movies. Okay. And that's going to matter when we talk about Chicago. Awesome. Let's start with Chicago, the winner, the champion. <laughs> what, Amy, what? What's wrong?
1: Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. I'm just, it's really warm in here.
0: Amy's exhausted because this yesterday, in getting ready for this, she watched four movies. No,
1: no, don't say that. No, she
0: did. She watched four movies getting prepped. She watched Chicago. She watched <laughs> Games <laughs> of New York. What other two movies did you watch there, Amy?
1: It was Daily Savings Time, and I was uh-huh. tired. So and the day I, was
0: shorter. You I, were down an hour. You're like, let's fill it with two more movies.
1: I just didn't want to get off my couch. Sure. So I watched Eighth Grade.
0: Which by Bo Burnham, which I've heard is excellent and should have been a best picture contender.
1: It was really good. It
0: was really painful. (laughs) Did it hit a little close? Oh, yeah. Oh, I haven't seen it. I'm not judging.
1: Awkward eighth grade girl with not a lot of friends who like is just counting on high school to make it all better.
0: Mm. And it
1: ends with her like making a video to herself about how it's okay if it didn't get better.
0: (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) The look of pain on your face right now. (laughs)
1: cuz i was there going it doesn't get better you horrible nerd it doesn't
0: yeah. you horrible nerd were you staring directly to a mirror yeah.
1: no absolutely i'm kidding Okay. everyone I don't it, think you are kidding it gets better wow um
0: so much autobiography
1: and then i watched and then what was the fourth movie um
0: a bruce <laughs> willis movie which oh 12 monkeys no pulp fiction no those are masterpieces uh huh
1: it's what was on TV. Uh,
0: I know that they probably played, like, like Looper. I'm sure they put Looper oh, on. Looper's I great. I like Looper. Looper's an amazing film. So you watched no. Looper? No, I watched Cop Out. The Bruce the Willis. Um, Kevin Smith.
1: Yeah. Movie? And, that um, one? And uh, I can only think of his character on Saturday Night Live. Tracy Morgan. Tracy not Morgan. Not Tracy Jordan. No, no, but I was going to say... Brian F- Fellows. Brian Fellows. It's
0: <laughs> <laughs> so let me, let me see if I got this right. You watched two movies, nominated Best Picture, one movie that should have been, and a movie that is pretty much universally agreed to be among the worst movies ever made. Really? Mm, people really hated it. It ended Kevin Smith in Hollywood.
1: I laughed. Sometimes you just need a palate cleanser.
0: All right, fair enough. Though well, it was
1: the first thing I
0: watched. What was the best <laughs> of the four movies you watched?
1: Uh, eighth Grade. Interesting. All right. Yeah. Well,
0: on that note, let's talk about the movie that won Best Picture because none of those other three did. Correct. This, by virtue of the vote of the Academy, is better than all those other movies. Eighth Grade wasn't even nominated Best Picture, so yes. clearly Chicago Superior. Here's a here's a poem, a haiku: Killer Dame shoots a guy. Prison songs, dancing gear taps, shaky cam is bad. I can't even shit. You can't even shit.
1: (sighs) No, why not? Can do that. I'm fine, thank you. Um, shaky cam. Like there's so much awful shaky cam in gangs.
0: Oh, don't worry. Okay, one, you're wrong. Two, let's talk about Chicago. I'm not so. Chicago is the directorial debut of Rob Marshall, choreographer and I think Broadway director. That sounds right to me. Who took the musical? Onto the screen of Chicago. It was a Bob Fosse thing back in the 70s. Fosse wanted to make the movie. I guess died before he had a chance to. Which is a real shame because, as I mentioned, I really like Bob Fosse. I find his stuff really interesting. The way he photographs dance is interesting. This movie... Oh, God, I hated it so much. Really? I fucking hated it. Hate? I really... And I was open... I thought I would have a reaction to this stuff. No, it's fine. That that was my anticipated, like... Oh, it's fine. That's where I thought I would end up. I fucking hate this movie. Wow. With the exception of maybe six minutes of it. Cell block tango. Obviously. Cell block tango was a source of real frustration for me. What? We'll get that okay, so all my notes are essentially the same thing.
1: I'm expressing all this disbelief, and I will say that my rewatching of it now, because I've now seen it two and a half times. Okay. Um it's- <laughs> Uh, we know I have a. You just pe- fast
0: forwarded to no no sad John C. Riley.
1: We know I have a penchant for falling asleep. Um,
0: <laughs> you say that like it's a daring style choice. It is. I have a penchant for just. <laughs> it is. Daringly, falling I stretch asleep. out
1: with grace and elegance on my couch with mm-hmm. my dog, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and I fall asleep in a beautiful and elegant
0: way. This is. Very confusing. It's so
1: style choice. No, but what I was going to say was what I did come to at the end of it was uh-huh. I was like, yeah, that was fun.
0: I don't even get that.
1: I wasn't like, woohoo. At the Everything
0: end of it. I thought I would like in it, I didn't like.
1: Okay. So you tell us about it. Okay.
0: So Chicago is... I have not seen the stage play it's based on, which I should, I should make clear. Because I don't understand Neither have to a I. degree how you would... I understand there's big changes from one to the other because the movie presents basically that there's a fantasy happening in the Renee Zellweger character's mind, which I'll back up here a little bit. Renee Zellweger is playing a woman named Roxy Hart. Roxy Hart is in a club watching a woman named Velma Kelly perform a song called All That Jazz. Velma Kelly is played by Oscar winner for this movie, Catherine Zeta-Jones, who got Best Supporting Actress for this. It's a very ritzy 1920s jazz age club she goes to her apartment she being renee zellweger roxy goes to her incredibly shitty squalid and depressing apartment with a lover played by i can't remember that dude's name oh shit
1: i, I was just looking Handsome at it. dominic west
0: dominic west goes to, uh with is him He
1: the one in the wire
0: he is yes yeah they have a, a tussle in bed which is shot in a remarkably risque fashion. I was kind yeah. of surprised by it. And kind of brutal and risque at the same time. It's an odd tone. Um, he hastily gets up to leave, having consummated this thing with her. And cheated. Like, the the whole
1: issue is that she, he had been promising her that he was going to hook her up with a promoter. Right. Well, I was, I was getting that. Oh, I'm yeah.
0: sorry. No, it's fine. So he evidently had gotten into bed with her by making false promises that he could... Connect her to the music business, to the show club variety act thing that she's enamored with, which is demonstrated by her watching of Velma Catherine Zeta-Jones on stage. In a rage of uh, anger, uh, Renee Zellweger, her name won't stay in my head. She shoots Dominic West. Roxy Hart. Like it. uh, Yeah.
1: Because because he says, I would have done anything to get
0: in your pants. Well, and he says like a,
1: to get a piece of that,
0: I a think. piece of that. That's what yeah. it was, which really bothered me. And then he clearly grabs her ass with a lot of force. Like there's a sound effect for him wrenching down on her flesh. It's pretty upsetting. Uh, she shoots him three times. Cut to the police are there. And Roxy Hart's husband, John C. Riley, is covering for his wife because this sad sack piece of shit will do anything to protect this woman who clearly hates him.
1: Why would you call him a piece of shit?
0: He is the most pathetic, whipped puppy in the world in this movie. But
1: does that make him a piece of shit? Like, he when I is. think somebody's a piece of shit, I think they are malicious, and they okay, make choices to hurt people. Okay, so I don't mean piece of people. shit in the
0: sense of, like, being he's a mean like, bastard. I mean like being, a, like, a he's like an dryer abused, lint.
1: He's an abused husband.
0: Um... So I don't I don't think he's a bad person. I think he's a sniveling worm.
1: Again, I think the words you're choosing, you're like blaming him for being abused. He is a.
0: okay. is this the story of a put upon abused man or is it the story of. Yes. No, wait. What? In what sense is this the John C. Riley character's movie?
1: I'm not saying it's his movie, but that doesn't mean that you should like discount the character that he is. Like, did you listen to Mr. Solo During
0: Man? Court? It's clear that he is so pathetic, he can't even put together that his wife's I could I lost track of the thread of this at one point. She was pregnant at some point or something, and he thought it was his kid, even though they never consummated their marriage. They he's a fucking idiot. Wow. That's real victim blaming. <laughs>
1: Wait a second. You know, there's a Wait psychology a that keeps people in abusive relationships that they can't break. Like you're basically saying, like, why didn't he leave her? Because sometimes in
0: abusive relationships, you can't leave, Rob. This Okay, why are you saying this is an abusive relationship? Your whole argument here is founded upon she's, what? She's manipulating him. She's using him. Okay, him being manipulated and used doesn't mean it's an abusive
1: relationship. Yes, it is. It's an emotionally abusive. Hold on a second. She's terrible to him, then she's nice to him. That's what the whole My Funny Honey song is about, is that she's nice to him right up until she's not getting what she wants and then she's mean to him, but then she has to be nice to him again and
0: bring him back. I think this is an incredibly loose definition of an abusive relationship to the point where it's like, I don't know. Teachers have abusive relationships. Who who has the
1: psychology degree? Not
0: me. Do you have a psychology I degree? don't. No, okay, I don't either. <laughs> so I was kind of freaked out for saying, like, Jesus, she might. Like, Amy's a real smart cookie. Like, that could uh, be. But it's, I mean. But, but I just, the, guess, the of, words
1: you're choosing are just She feel... definitely
0: manipulates him. But to say that he's, like, the product, that, that he's got, like, some kind of Stockholm syndrome from his abuse. No. I. But I think you're blaming him for her behavior. I'm blaming him for his behavior. Okay, just keep going. Oh my God! Okay, so I'm clearly not gonna. I, change I had your no mind. idea this was gonna be so heated. I thought for sure I was <laughs> gonna walk in, we'd have nothing to say, we'd both be like Chicago, what a piece of shit, gangs, New York, what a masterpiece, and then we'd have to leave. Like I had no idea we were gonna have this kind of conflict. I'm glad for the sake of the show. My, but I'm upset, upset for the sake of my life. My. Favorite thing in this movie is John C. Riley.
1: Okay, now, my granted, wife said the same thing. I have a bias because my you favorite thing in anything John C. Riley is in is John C. Riley. Um, but what's
0: your favorite thing in Boogie Nights? John C. Riley. What's your favorite thing in Step Brothers? Oh, I haven't seen that. Are you fucking kidding me? I know. Wait a second.
1: Oh my god. I think I feel like I watched like 15 minutes oh. and didn't like it. It's got John C. Riley. You I know. just like torpedoed your own argument. There's some things he's in I don't like, but when he's in things I like. Talladega Nights. He, yeah, John C. Riley. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the kid who says the spider monkey part. That's funny. I can't believe. Okay. I just. There's
0: so much here. Here's what
1: thinking. I love about him. Okay. Oh his performance in this is so heartfelt and heartbreaking, and I. I I'm just taking issue with the words that you're using because I really honestly feel like if the roles were reversed, you would not call a woman acting this way a piece
0: of shit. Okay, you're right. I wouldn't call a woman behaving this way a piece of shit. That is accurate. Or a
1: worm. Your language is very gendered. You're judging him for not being manly enough is what you're doing.
0: I have never said anything about masculinity in this. but, But you said worm. And, I, okay, and worm. You, like, it's I, not like some coated phallic thing. I know that he's spineless. Would you say that about a woman? It, it is, I don't like the direction this is going. I'm, I'm saying, I know you're I'm judging him, it, and it's making me uncomfortable because you're judging him for not being manly enough. No, I'm judging. Oh. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I'm not judging him for manliness because I don't think he should have like power to the moon alice you know and like sucked her in the kisser or something like it's not (laughs) something like that it's that he is a weakling and not weakling physically i mean his brain is fucking soft as butter (laughs) he has no (laughs) and
1: i'm saying that there's A person in his life who's taking advantage of that, thus exploiting and abusing him. And if the roles were reversed, you
0: would blame that. He's literally facilitating it. Because... Okay. Uh, How do you feel about Stockholm Syndrome as a thing? Like Patty Hearst. How do you feel about Patty Hearst? Like, what do you mean?
1: Like, do I think Stockholm Syndrome is a real thing? Sure. Yes.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Do you think Patty Hearst is blameless for having robbed all those banks, or no. should no. she have had some backbone it, and been ooh, like, "This is clearly that's terrible"? What it is.
1: That's your judgmental word, backbone. It wasn't about her having backbone; it was about her having, having moral temerity, ha- having an understanding between right and wrong. Yeah, I think people should have an understanding of right and wrong. Okay, but he's not. Having to choose between right or wrong. He's trying to make this woman love him. He's okay. Yes, a he's murderer.
0: Lo- yeah, okay. I, I was... And throwing away his own life to do so. <sighs> and bankrupting himself and his friends and his
1: family. You admitted that if the roles were reversed, you would not talk about a woman in the same way. But then I said I think- Patty
0: Hearst was also spineless and she's a lady. But you didn't call her a piece of shit or a worm. I was getting there. <laughs> I just. OK, I'll tell you what. I don't.
1: I don't. I don't have a psychology degree. I do have a degree where I've had to take classes and study the cycle of abuse cycle of abuse.
0: Did you do it all the way or just to a degree?
1: Hilarious. Thank you. Um, And <laughs> there's. It is hard to break out of the cycle of abuse, and 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 from okay. and from an this outsider's is... point of view, uh-huh. that looks like people are being complicit in their own abuse.
0: There, we we have a basic lack of foundational agreement here that there's abuse that, happening. That there's an abuse here, because I don't just she's exploiting to break the cycle of him and manipulating him. I still don't okay. When you were in the classroom, me in the classroom right now. I manipulate students constantly. That's different. How so? I, I, I reward them when they do good things. I admonish them when they do badly. Because you're not. I make them like me. I make them scared of me depending on what I need. Am I abusing them? <laughs> no. Well, what? Uh, what? I thought that was the whole thing.
1: Now you're just waxing semantic because now you're I'm just
0: whacking the shit out of this argument because
1: you're using manipulate as like its literal definition of like move around from place to place I was using <laughs> no. it in the more like pejorative sense of right she, she's exploiting him do I think you're manipulating your students yes do I think you're exploiting them for your own gain no yeah, I'm clearly not because this is except years for the off one that's life.
0: except for the one that's
1: here recording for us and we're not paying her anything.
0: Yeah, that's internship experience. That's how the <laughs> real world works. Welcome to real life. That was a nice eye roll we got there. Yeah, it's really I'm, I'm amazed her eye stay in her head. So <laughs> here's the, we should okay. move on. Cause... So okay, Roxy goes to jail for murder because her husband's incredibly stupid alibi falls apart because he's a fucking idiot. So, <laughs> incredibly, Velma Kelly has also committed murder the same night, I guess, having killed her partner. No, no. It was a different night. It was like a month before, but... But yeah. she still... It doesn't... She killed okay. her
1: husband and her sister, who was part of her act.
0: Oh, and that... Okay. All she right.
1: She caught him in position 17. What is position 17? I don't... Oh, no. She said it in the song, Spread Eagle.
0: That's position that's, 17. I, I feel like feel that's it's position of three. Yeah. <laughs> Like, how long does it take you to get to that one? All right. So. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't take long to get to. Oh, Oh, okay. Stop. Our legs to be spread for sex, probably. Um, (laughs) What were they doing before that? Just like. I don't know. I just
1: quoted the song.
0: All right. So she ends up. Roxy ends up in prison with Velma and with this kind of uh, motley crew of killer ladies. Is that reasonable?
1: Murderer's Row. Oh, isn't that reasonable? Amy's I the was, arbiter of reasonableness now.
0: That is not... I really was asking if that was a good <laughs> summary, but all right.
1: Yes, they call uh, Murderer's Row. While they Row. are
0: in there, Roxy indulges in these kind of daydream fantasies of show tunes where everyone demonstrates their backstory and their history and why they're on Murderer's Row... Their plight and the ways in which men have been shitty to them. Does that accurate? Because I, I don't mean that dismissively. Yeah. They all ultimately have complaints Juan, about the ADM men. Juan,
1: Juan,
0: you dial that fucking phone. Because <laughs> um, I I don't mean it dismissively. I the the as far as I can recall, all yeah. of the complaints of the women are about the men in their lives.
1: Yeah, and I and I was trying to have some thoughts about that. Because um, I, I
0: wasn't trying to make that a political no, no, statement. That's literally the plot of the yeah, movie. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, because it's, it's a women's prison. So mm-hmm. it's going to be all women. And um, when women commit crimes like murder, it does tend to be um, the men in their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was trying to formulate a thought about it because I thought it was interesting that it is these women who killed the men in their lives. And, and it made me think of... Um, my partner and I were talking about the Lorena.
0: Oh, I, I need to see it. I haven't watched it yet.
1: I started to watch it, and it was boring in the beginning. Really? Yeah. So, I don't know. I might give it another chance. But... Uh,
0: Spoiler alert. She cuts his dick off.
1: Yeah. So, well, and it was hard because, like.
0: The... It wasn't. He was asleep.
1: The... Oh, it was <laughs> difficult to watch because
0: you're so proud of that. I'm really pleased. I feel like I set it up perfectly that it played out i'm so pleased
1: uh, um it was difficult to watch uh-huh. because like what is it 20 years later 25 years later
0: yeah uh, yeah, 25 probably yeah
1: the police are still laughing like
0: this well, was a
1: horrific crime that happened but but anyway so my partner and i were talking about it and he was like i don't like what is to be gained from watching that and i went it's a to, good question i said to hear her story like this was like one of the first times that it went national of the idea of battered woman syndrome and blah blah oh, blah. Also, in
0: that new cycle of the Menendez brothers and yes. OJ and God. kind of reality taking over this kind of tabloid <sighs> thing. Nineties, man. Nineties were crazy for uh, a time for us to be growing
1: up. It was a hell of a thing. I forgot about the Menendez brothers. Um. Anyway. Yeah. And and his point was, you know, what can be gained from telling that story? And I was like, you know, my. Feminist tackles went up of like battered woman syndrome, and this is important. He goes, Yeah, no, exactly.
0: Hmm. So,
1: what is the point? of indulging in that i think it was more him asking me why indulging
0: are you in what in the watching room? it okay. watching the
1: documentary it was more every time i'm watching true crime
0: or any one of my spy shows or because any- i feel the same about all the true crime shows i find them exploitative
1: yes and he always like just kind of passes through the living room and goes you watch weird shit like it, whatever i'm watching that's sure. his response to it so i think it was more a question at me mm-hmm. that i was interpreting as like a sort of larger societal question <laughs> um but it was on my it, it was on my mind when i was thinking uh-huh. about this and i think something else we had talked about about women murdering i don't remember um and i was trying to think like okay so was fossey like were they trying to make a point here
0: well did you look up this the background background Mm-mm. so it's a true story more or less with exaggerations hmm. So they took this, and I can't remember. I was reading up on it a little bit. There were real trials. The was attorney was a real guy. Other movies. <laughs> yeah, cop out was <laughs> playing its siren song to you, and you couldn't look away. Um, they were real cases, mm. and curiously, now I may have this a little bit mixed up because the names start kind of blend together for me. Velma was a real person, yeah, and Roxy was as well. Velma evidently, I can't remember how her story ended, but it ends, she retired, she died at like 80 years old. Wow. She lived a long life. Roxy married and divorced two more times, like her husband, who was so devoted to her, that spineless worm, <laughs> got her out of prison and she immediately divorced him. Yeah. Uh, and then married and divorced over and over real quickly. I can—I may have the ages mixed up on this. Their, their biographies started to bleed together for me. They're very similar, the two ladies. Uh, and I didn't bring notes on that. I probably should have. But anyway, they're, they're ostensibly based on true stories. Roxy in jail is told about this almost mythical attorney who's never lost a case, who's called Billy Flynn, Billy Flynn who's played by Richard Gere, one of the most miscast actors in the history of the world. In this film, or generally in this film, because I love Richard Gere, actually.
1: See, I don't. I do not like Richard Gere very much at all, and I liked this. He's not sneaky
0: enough. He's too sweet. He doesn't. He doesn't work in this.
1: Be ah. Uh, see, I liked him in this because I thought, oh, I'm seeing something different, because he just is always like tight mouthed, squinty eyed, sultry heartthrob dude. Yeah, he's
0: so heartthrobby.
1: Who never has to like do anything. He just has to, like, squint his eyes, and everybody... I mean, my mother melts when she thinks about Richard Gere. Yeah,
0: goosh. (laughs) Gross.
1: (laughs) Like, do you know how many times I was forced to watch An Officer and a Gentleman as a child? A lot.
0: Did you ever have to watch American Gigolo? Because that's the one that'll really mess up your values as a little kid. No. He's very handsome in it. (laughs) He looks... So handsome. Sounds like you had a struggle as a young man. No, um. I, I had that thing where, because <laughs> I, I wasn't sexually drawn to him, but I was drawn to him in the sense of, like, how can I be this yeah, someday? like the charisma. And then realizing, oh, I can never be that. I will never manage it because he I've is never, goddamn like, wonderful. I,
1: you know, pretty woman, none of it. I've never understood it.
0: He's a very handsome man. Um, but evidently yeah. he trained for three months every day to tap dance in this movie. It was great. And given the tap dancing done in this movie, I'm guessing he trained about 30 seconds a day. No, it was good. He put on his shoes, said, well, that's enough for today, and then took the shoes off.
1: The singing was good. Like um, He
0: cannot sing to save his life. You're wrong. He has all the like vocal power of a mouse with a cold.
1: No, you're right. It was a small voice, and it was Ooh. pinched and high, but yeah. it was in tune. It was in his range, and, and I actually Ooh. thought that that, at first it annoyed me, but then, especially in that first song, all I care about is love,
0: because I didn't totally understand. Yeah, what was that? It's unsettling I didn't, the choreography in that Well,
1: way. and I didn't understand it because it was contradicting with... Like, I get that it was being sarcastic um, because Kinda. all he cares about is doing. money. But that was a weird one. That was the most out of place song and dance number for me. Okay. But um, yeah. I think once we got past that and he does the Razzle Dazzle song, which is a really good song. And I thought that that was good. And it just it made me laugh. Um, but I, he wasn't good. In it. It's a great th- song, but he wasn't. Good I thought it. he was good. And I thought oh. his small voice was to because he was a small man. Anyway, okay.
0: So they. I hire... think you're giving it way more credit than it deserves. Yeah, that's. You say that to me like every week. Not every. It's because you're a generous soul and you're nice to people. Okay. So he ends up. I'm. I'm. I'm going to cut out. It's not even that. There's. A, I'm cutting out plot. I'm cutting out events. There's not a lot of plot to this movie. No. They go on trial. The trial turns into a circus. And you.
1: And you see along the way all of the things that he does to manipulate. The system, which right. which I Turned ash- her
0: into a celebrity, yeah, and uh,
1: and I thought that kids. was funny because there were like weird connections between the two movies that we chose. They both mm. had John C. Riley, um, yeah. they both had city names in their titles, yeah, and they both were about corruption in in yeah. in the city, you know. And then I just um, a few months ago I finished reading *Devil in the White City*. And oh, I still need to go back to that.
0: Oh, so good! And yeah. I'm really Scorsese's making the movie.
1: I am. It's not a movie. It's um, it's, series. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be like Hulu, it was gonna be a movie, cool mini series yeah. with uh, actually Leo DiCaprio. Yeah. Um. So well, are you guys pals? Why?
0: Leo DiCaprio. Well, he lives here. He's, does he?
1: <laughs> yeah, like half the year. Okay. Him and Sia.
0: I I barely know who that is.
1: That's sad. Sia lives here. Yeah, she lives in Rancho. How would you
0: recognize her? She
1: lives in Rancho. Well, her can't. face is you always can't, covered. Yeah. You <laughs>
0: may have been grocery shopping with her and not known it. <laughs> uh, Think about it. I just ruined your day, didn't I? You might have been in line with her this whole time. And she was stressed. like, I wish she's someone recognized me and give me uh, a compliment. And you could have. She was right behind you in the store. And you ignored her.
1: And you wouldn't know because she's like in her 50s. and She could have been
0: swinging on the chandelier. Is that that's how does? i would know
1: he's so lame you're Thank
0: so you. like what a 40 year old dad you're that's like out of culture I am. <sighs> culture is that that's culture, culture that's
1: culture Sia
0: as is, much culture as yogurt Sia, she writes
1: everyone's she songs she writes everyone's songs She's she writes of all of the songs. shitty songs that are out right now she writes She's, all the shitty ones you know, she writes a lot of the really good Beyonce songs mm. and she writes for Rihanna she mm. writes for like everyone everyone who you thought was like a mastermind like a I don't think that about artist. any of them. it's her it's her well, I you don't say care. she's quite an accomplished.
0: You probably woman. listen to
1: Mumford and Sons, so I'm like not even worried about it. Okay, one it. I don't listen to Mumford and doesn't. Sons.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm even more stuck up than that.
1: I like so, Mumford
0: and Sons. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that shit backfired, didn't it? Did it. I'm so
1: <laughs> How can you not enjoy that? I mean, it's like that's you. Happy. That's not music
0: me. to comb your beard by Mumford and Sons. <laughs>
1: Anyway, cool. people only people drink like time. Coors Light.
0: No, listen that's, to my like the opposite. Rock. No, no I mean, that, yeah, is, that was that exactly that did not work.
1: Coors Light drinkers listen to uh, uh, like country music. What's his name? <laughs> Kid, yeah.
0: rock. Ooh. Was Kid Rock. Who's uh. Kid Rock? Oh, God. Okay, back <laughs> okay, to <I'm> this. Just, <laughs> You officially killed that one. So. Back to this. No, um, but I was
1: saying something in all of that.
0: You were talking about... Oh,
1: Richard Gere. Yes. I thought...
0: And celebrity and him manipulating the oh, system yeah. and corruption. Oh, yeah. Corruption. Yes. I don't know. I lost it. Keep going. That's for the best. So, <laughs> they... The the ladies end up getting off. They end up beating the system and getting their own stage show. And the the ending of the movie is... Velma and Roxy with their own stage show echoing the beginning of the movie when Roxy was watching Velma on stage. Okay, so that's what it's about. It's a musical. There's musical numbers. The songs are okay. The costumes during the fantasies are very Fosse-like, of very little black clothing, very strappy, lots of exposed leg and belly. It's all kind of classic 70s Fosse stuff. You watch Cabaret or all that jazz, and you've seen all this stuff before. I like Cabaret a lot more. Cabaret uh, got Best Picture and Best best Director. It's great. I saw that live. It was great. So here's the thing. I love Bob Fosse. I'm not a big musical person, but I'm inclined to give anything involved with him a shot. This movie, directed and choreographed by Rob Marshall, taking inspiration from Fosse, I don't think he really understood any of those Bob Fosse movies. Or understood the choreography of them, Or knew how to film a fucking movie. The first scene, wh- whose perspective are we supposed to be watching? The camera is just swimming all over the place. Can't, it's like he, he, It's literally like he doesn't know where to point the camera. And the choreography gets no moments. There, there are some very fine dancers in this movie. Because of how the movie is shot and edited, you cannot tell that they can dance.
1: Ekaterina
0: chelkanova Yeah, world-class dancers are in this. But you don't get to really see them dance. You, he never takes advantage of the full wide scope of the camera until the very end, to the last six minutes of the movie.
1: I agree. I agree. And that did bother me.
0: Um, In theory, cause... it's a movie about watching these people dance. And you yeah. never fucking see them really dance.
1: Well, because, and I agree, and I, I think, like it makes me think of a chorus line when mm-hmm. there's the long line of them across the stage yeah. and you see them all because they did the big wide shot. Um, boy, that's a depressing movie. Um yes. Fuck. Uh, like every time I think about it, it's rough. Just like gold panties and abortions.
0: Um... Incidentally, it's my new short story collection. <laughs> gold panties and abortion. <laughs> autumn in the desert. Oh god. That's the first story. Is autumn in the desert?
1: But I did think that there was because you had a problem with this with Hedwig, where I did. Where you're taking a stage show and you're making a movie out of it, yes, and that is difficult, I think. Um, well, when you take a musical, right, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. designed no, I don't disagree—to yeah. be um, that's I think difficult to do. And I remember some of the um, um, techniques that were used in Hedwig that I liked, that I thought were clever, like mm-hmm. the. Um, Oh, the song about putting your wig on and listening to the radio and, and they were in the trailer oh, yeah. uh-huh. and the front of the trailer came down. You didn't like that. Yeah. Um, And I thought that was a clever way to deal with it's not a stage will in show. hindsight,
0: I think that is far better as a transition between mediums than this is.
1: This was, this, so I, I thought about this because I knew you were going to talk about this. Like, I knew you were going to go to the shots right away um and i thought it was interesting because you're right they didn't take advantage like cell block tango is oh, one of it's
0: so, the like, most frustrating scene in the movie and
1: and it's like historically one of the best dance scenes that's ever been on a stage right. the music's amazing the You know, whole thing. It has... And you could see when they do the brief wide shots of... So brief. All the cells. Like, you could see that it had the potential to be... Right.
0: The set decorators, the designers made it to be shot wide. Yes. And
1: I agree. I would have liked to have seen more wide shots.
0: and 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 a camera sitting still... Or the camera can be moving, but there shouldn't have been cuts because... As a result, since it's so chopped up, yeah, it, there's no magic to the movements. Yes, I and I and dance I dance is amazing because it's this sustained, incredible, athletic, balletic, graceful thing. Instead, it's all chop. I, you and I, I, I don't think I'm being unfair to either of us with this. Are not dancers?
1: Well, and that's what I was going to say. I think I think part of it is maybe because you are talking about people who are not trained dancers.
0: Right. Well, and that's that's part of the Richard Gear crack I made.
1: And so they, is they had to cut
0: around to make them look better.
1: Yeah. But but what I was getting to with the techniques, though, is that uh, <clears throat> I think that some of the going in and out of like a perspective of somebody maybe who's on the stage and then it would cut to a perspective of somebody who's maybe watching the stage was sort of a way of acknowledging that this should be a stage play, but we're doing it as a movie. And so we want to give it some movie feel and also some stage feel. I don't think that that was, I don't think that was a good idea. But oh. I do think it was a deliberate choice because that's the thing you always tell me. I give people too much credit. I actually think this was a this was an artistic choice that somebody made that I don't think worked out well. At times, it was too shaky and and all of that. And I would have yeah liked to have seen more dancing. Like because we know there's nothing I love more than large choreographed dancing. Well, and but. I think
0: where I was going with the crack about you and I not being dancers, which isn't intended to be a crack. I think it's a fair statement. We're not great dancers. We're I'm, you know no excuse, excuse me excuse <laughs> me. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm not a great dancer. Apologies.
1: I'm not a great long sus- suspended time dancer. Interesting. Interesting, because that. But I got moves. Next. <laughs> yeah.
0: Would you name a few of them? Like, would you list them? Uh, off?
1: the Elaine. Oh. Thumb jerking. Yeah, yeah.
0: Elaine thumb jerk. Yeah. Well, you can't because this is an audio medium. <laughs> you can't see this. She just acted it out. Uh, okay, so Elaine thumb jerk. What's another one? The worm. The worm coming back. The <laughs> spineless, sniveling <laughs> John C. Riley worm. I love that dance.
1: And I um, can drop it like it's hot.
0: I, really? Yes. Okay. Well, where I, I going can with do it in roller skates, damn you it. You and I, if we had the time and the inclination, yes. could shoot in the same fashion as this and make believe we can really dance. Yes. Because it's such brief quarter second moments yeah. that I can like kick my leg up. Right, and then okay, cut, because you won't see me go, ah, and it awkward my <laughs> knee bend. We're gonna cut away while my leg looks straight and like I know what I'm doing, and it will look like I know how to dance, but I don't know how to dance. Great dancers are in and of themselves the show. Yeah, I don't need the camera to create the show, and this movie kind of lose track of all that. Yeah, no, As I... a result, there's no charm to it. All the things I would have liked are cut out of the movie.
1: Amy just shrugged. She I, because... literally shrugged.
0: Her. <laughs> that was an actual shrug.
1: Be- because I agree, but I don't think it made it a horrible movie. Like that, I think there were other things in it that was fun.
0: The music is oh. fun. Some of the characters was a weird thing. are the really moving. The sound recording was so thin and weird. There was better sound in 2002. Why does this movie sound so bad? Like I have a good sound system at home. This sounded like shit. It was like the music wasn't even well engineered. The fuck? This fucking movie. God damn it, this movie. And then John C. Riley, my wife had me all pumped. Oh, wait, did see John C. Riley's dance? Because he's heartbreaking. He, he's not. He's pathetic. His weird, I'm a sad dancing guy. It's interesting
1: that the two women you spoke to were able to find him heartbreaking, and you just see him... <laughs> as pathetic and not in the like you know latin version of that word having pathos but in you are judging him yet yeah no again. I
0: definitely am I am judging him and my judgment don't is think negative you would say the same about a woman I, okay I don't understand this odd thing you're doing here I just think you're okay whatever so uh, and he looks terrible in that scene he looks horrifying
1: yeah, well, because he was supposed to look like a tramp, like a vaudeville tramp. Which was but, funny
0: because now he was just in Laurel and Ollie. But then there's like a
1: weird thing where his chin, they needed to put powder on his chin. He looked real sweaty and pasty. He looks like he has no eyebrows. But I think he was supposed Something's to. So like so do you want to talk about the awards? Like,
0: Okay, it got so many fucking awards. Yeah, it did get a lot. It got God best picture... It. It got Best Supporting Actress. It was nominated for all kinds. Of, it got Best Costume, which is kind of funny because there's not a lot of costumes in this. Well. A whole lot of nearly naked ladies.
1: Well, but, you know, you got to um
0: Okay, the, this movie got Best the, Film Editing is a fucking atrocity. That is crazy. It wouldn't that be Gangs insane. of New York either, but- But it got Best but, Sound. This is an atrocity. Um, Best Art Direction? Oh, my God. No. It should not have won any of those. Yeah, best supporting actress. Okay, you know what? I'll go for it because Zeta Jones is way outside of her comfort zone. She is. She sounds great. She's a pretty good dancer. Although her eye line is constantly changing, she's never looking at the right place. It's I like did notice that too. The director didn't tell her where to look. Yeah, work, which is well, because
1: I sort of felt like maybe there was like a, I don't know. Like, maybe she was on drugs or, like, distracted. Like, because there's all that stuff about, like, if you're good to mama, mama's good to you. And so it was clear that...
0: Well, that's giving a lot of credit.
1: I don't know. I'm just trying to, you know, I'm doing my job over here.
0: Okay, fair enough. So I ultimately... uh, Three favorite things. The costumes. I liked them. I don't think the best costumes of the year, but they had that Bob Fosse thing that I like, which is cool. Yeah. And it's that very, he liked that graceful, powerful woman kind of vibe. And that's all over this movie. And that's really cool. Um, Renee Zellweger. We've said nothing about her. Fuck her. You and my wife both hate her. I hate her. I don't
1: love her by any means. She's very close to a movie killer for me. She is. Her squinchy face Brings it's so weird. And my wife calls her a smush face. Yes. Her, Very interesting. I just sucked a lemon face.
0: It's very interesting. Like brings anger out in me. I am not drawn to her, but I'm not super anti her either. I'm, I'm more neutral on her. I hate the way she screams. In this movie, I was amazed by how, how great she looked in the fantasy sequences. I thought she moved better than I thought she was going to. And she, her singing voice is quite good.
1: Agre- I would she agree She with- really sing I agree with those last two statements I did not think she looked good at all I thought she looked the best she's ever looked No way man she was so thin in this like she I thought
0: she looked pretty good like mm. not like a ama- but again I'm not like into like, like oh my god we need Like I'm, I'm relatively neutral on her but yeah I thought you know Looked pretty good. I thought she was terrible. Um, the Not last... terrible.
1: I, didn't, I just don't... I can't judge it because well, she makes
0: me angry. So my number one with a bullet on this is the last dance number with Roxy and Velma. It's good. It is the first time in the movie he actually, he being Marshall, seems to understand how to use the camera at, with the dancers to take up the space of the screen. And there's the lights behind them popping. It's. It looks sensational. It looks so goddamn great. Of course, that's what every trailer was. It's the best thing in the movie.
1: Okay, but what about? And I started with. Uh, I want to talk about Christine Baranski. Um, why
0: doesn't she have more of a part in this movie? I know. I love her. I saw her and was like, why is she basically a background character? Like, I mean, she's more than background character, but not by much.
1: But is it? The, we both reached for the gun, that song, with the with gear as the puppet master. Oh, yeah. That scene was well done. I thought that was
0: fun. I thought it was okay.
1: And it's a fun I think song.
0: on stage, I would have really liked that scene.
1: The gun, the gun, the gun. I like that song.
0: All right. It's funny. So those are my three things. What, what was,
1: was it again? <laughs> costumes. It was
0: costumes with the kind of fossy look of things. Yeah. Um, Renee Zellweger singing, I guess. And but really, the last dance number, the last dance number is really good. It is, it's pretty impressive, actually. Although, boy, them like gunning down the audience, like miming it, was real uncomfortable in these times. Yeah, I didn't like that part, that was weird. But would I recommend this to your mom? You know, truth be told, I'd recommend the last six minutes to your mom.
1: Mm-hmm. I think she's seen it on stage a number of times. I, I'd like to see it on stage. I would like to see it on stage, and I actually meant to call her and ask her how how it is on stage, since I haven't yeah. seen it with since this is like is it a fantasy? Well, on evidently, Rob well, t-
0: Marshall brought the idea of the fantasy organization okay. to it, that format and structure, so mm-hmm. I, which makes it hard for me to imagine. How else would you do this then yeah. given costume and set changes? I don't understand exactly yeah. how you would stage this, but because well, it seems pretty, it I don't know,
1: frequently comes to the McCallum. So maybe
0: I might have to go. I might have to try out. I'm going to try audition. out for it. Yeah. I'm going to audition for it.
1: What are your dance moves? You're going to uh, do Okay.
0: One, you name a dance move. I can do it. <laughs> you make up a dance move. I'll create it. Here's the thing. The egg beater. I don't know what that is. I can fucking do it though. Box of rocks. Sure. Box. I can do the box of rocks. <laughs> You don't want to know what it is. I know what the boxer rocks is. The
1: Vaseline finish off.
0: Oh, the Vaseline finish off. That's from my college days. <laughs> that's that's what I can do. I don't like talking about those days.
1: Yeah, I you get
0: a bunch of guys in a circle.
1: I had tr-
0: What? I,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you upset I didn't see what happened. The minor. I didn't see what happened. Um, I had. I mean, I try to do my job here. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, I think everyone can survive without having seen this movie.
0: I'm going to ask you a question at the end of this. And I don't answer it now. You, and you already know what my answer is going to be. But I'm going to ask you at the end of it. Between these two Best Picture nominees, which should have been Best Picture? Okay, so that's where we're going to go. Just so you know, that's where we're headed. Okay?
1: Okay.
0: Okay. On that note.
1: Can we talk about the other movies that were Best Picture nominees? That yeah, year? we probably should. Just for some context. Do you have the list? I do. Okay. Um, Cause I looked it up and I was like, "Wow, that's um, that's a crazy list." So it was Lord of the Rings: Two Towers, mm-hmm. um, The Pianist, Pianist. Oh yeah,
0: Pianist, Pianist. That's also part of the Vaseline Circle.
1: Uh huh. Um, Gangs in New York.
0: Mm-hmm. The Hours. Oh yeah, I forgot about that movie.
1: Right? Is that the one that's that the, one the with Virginia the Wolf ghosts, movie? Right?
0: No. No, that's the Virginia Wolf movie.
1: Oh, I didn't see Nicole that. Nicole
0: Kidman got Best Actress for it. Yeah,
1: I was thinking of something else then. And then Chicago.
0: So it was back when they were still doing just five? Yes. How okay. many
1: do they do now?
0: Anywhere between five and ten, there's not a set number. This year was eight. Wow. Mm. But that's always a curious thing, because then it's like, well, there could have been two more, and they didn't nominate, like, for instance, Sorry to Bother You. Why not? You know what I mean? It seems arbitrary, because if it was set, like, oh, there's only going to be eight. Oh, uh, well, who knows what would have been number nine. But now it's like, oh, that's, they could have had two more. That's yeah. weird. But anyway. Um, okay, Two Towers. Do you think Two Towers should have been Best Picture? Well, we'll leave Gangs and Chicago out of it. Let's just go with the others for the moment. Okay. Should the Two Towers have won Best Picture? I mean, it's the middle chapter.
1: If it was Return of the King,
0: yes. Which did win Best Picture. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Damn it, I love that movie. The Pianist? I didn't see it.
0: It's very but good, I've heard but it it's very, very award-baity. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Roman Polanski got well, both Best of the, Director. That's
1: my thing. Both of these feel very award-baity. Okay. Like, I wrote down, when you were talking um, about the Oscars, I wrote down A Celebration of Hollywood, which is what you said last, last episode. Yeah. And I feel like, look at this cast in Chicago. Like, they gave it... This I got the star treatment. And yeah, I mean, this was a celebration of Hollywood, for sure. Okay, the
0: hours you have not Perhaps
1: seen. Perhaps in a post-9-11 world where we needed a little happiness.
0: No, I don't think that is a inaccurate statement. Um, so yeah, this is pretty close to post-9-11, so that's pretty curious. Yeah. Hmm, that's interesting.
1: I found out the other day that that's why our senior class this year is so small.
0: That's interesting. Oh no,
1: last year's senior class. That's interesting. Last year's senior class was like 3 that makes sense. 350. This year it's 447. And and our principal told me that he said, "Well, it's all the 9/11 babies because everybody stopped Yeah. making babies for about 9 months." And I was like, "Oh my god, why do you know that off the top of your head? That's horrifying."
0: Okay, so quick thought. <laughs> I think I'm not positive. The Pianist, gangs of New York, the hours in Chicago were all Miramax films. I think they were I think that's right. So four of the five were Miramax and Harvey Weinstein? Weinstein? Gross. So Harvey Weinstein did end up taking home an Oscar for Best Picture, but he had an 80% chance of doing so. And Roman Polanski won Best Director. Um, he couldn't go and accept the award, though, because he'll be arrested if he enters the United States.
1: Yeah. and well, Whereas Harvey Weinstein just showed up to the Oscars in a bathrobe.
0: Did he? No. Okay.
1: Carrying his house plane. Oh, I get it
0: now. Yeah, there we go. Sorry. Uh, so uh, anyway. Gangs of New York. Gangs of New York. Okay. It sounds like a musical number.
1: It does. We're the
0: gangs of New York.
1: Yeah. Um, That was a West Side Story. Um, oh, yeah. I... Let's hear a haiku. Okay. <laughs> I just need to preface this. This
0: is great. Go on. With
1: both of these movies and with Uh movies from a certain time in my personal life, which we know affects the way that I respond
0: to things. I love where this is going.
1: I used to really like Peter Gabriel. Like a lot. I loved Peter Gabriel. Interesting. And then I got a divorce. Right. From Peter Gabriel. From the person who introduced Uh. me to Peter Gabriel. I can't listen to Peter Gabriel anymore, even 10 years later, more, God, more than 10 years later, which bums me out because, like, Games Without Frontiers.
0: Uh, It's the song I I was considering just singing to you. I love that song so much. How do you feel about Sledgehammer?
1: Awesome. Okay. That's actually one of the ones that if it's on the radio, I can still listen to. Interesting. But the more, like, sad one, because Because? I knew that song. Because you love the video. Because I knew that song because my dad loved the video. Oh. and And, w- like, when MTV was a thing and Peter Gabriel, yeah. like, fully embraced videos, yeah. there was that one. And my dad thought it was so weird and hilarious. And so totally, yes.
0: Okay.
1: So Sledgehammer was, like, pre-my marriage. Um, both of these movies
0: uh-huh.
1: were about, like, the beginning of the end for
0: me oh like three years did you see them with your ex yes okay
1: um so so there's just that and that doesn't mean anything but it what does i mean yeah i mean it just
0: perceived these initially
1: but i remembered well i slept through chicago because we were celebrating. Oh, That's advisable. We were celebrating. Um, and there had been wine in the celebration. And we went to like a 9 o'clock movie on a school night. What were we thinking? Madness. I, I totally <laughs> fell asleep. Um, and then Gangs in New York, I remembered liking. Um, and I do
0: ultimately still l- like oh, it. Oh, my God. Okay. We just need to hear this haiku because I'm going to explode.
1: Okay. I'm just saying there's color there, right?
0: (laughs) Like there's things
1: coloring it. Sure. Okay. So here's my haiku. Okay. So much violence. Hmm. New York was a bitch to birth. (laughs) Not Scorsese's
0: best. Okay. That's true. It's not his best, but we're talking about the greatest filmmaker of all time. Okay. Like trying to create a top 10 of his is an impossible. So
1: everyone has an off day.
0: Oh my, oh my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, that just caused me a lot of pain, but continue.
1: Okay. So, Gangs of New York yeah. is the story of five points. Why? What's funny? <laughs>
0: the, the pacing there. Gangs of New York is the story of, like it was a real like...
1: Here's the story okay, of a neighborhood of in New York.
0: Oh, um, wait. Can you do that the I whole way through? I Nope. Oh, well.
1: Um, so, yeah. Five Points, New York. Uh, lower Manhattan. Um, and it's where a lot of the gangs and the different people of different backgrounds sort of coalesce in this one area of horrific poverty and yeah. um and so it all starts with the opening battle yeah. the famous battle 1846 or whatever um and I, it was kind of odd because because as is the truth of america the sentiments and the fight were sort of wrapped up in religion but also wrapped up in sort of in nativism mm-hmm. Um, and also just like straight up gangland territory issues, right? Yeah. So you had the, um, I don't even know, the guys in blue. The natives. The na- Oh yeah, the natives. Yeah. Um. The, so the born in America, which is hilarious because you're talking about people who are maybe only what, third generation? Well,
0: and this is going to ultimately tie into part of why I think this movie is a masterpiece because it's so cultury, culturally relevant right this moment.
1: Well, yeah. Um, but I mean, they refer to themselves as what's funny, the native Americans. Um, and they're, it's, it's 1846. So they've been there for what, a whole three generations. Their family came over on a boat, but they were born there. So they're native, um, versus sort of that first wave of Irish immigration. I think it's not, it's before the big one happens during the civil war. Um, and there's like issues of Protestantism versus Catholic. um.
0: Speaking of when they're having their like war kind of cries before the fight, and uh, (laughs) it took it when I first heard this, I misunderstood it. Bill Cutting, Bill the Butcher, Daniel Day Lewis's character says, "We're gonna get rid of your your uh, Irish popery," and at first I meaning the Pope. And his influences, but at first I thought he meant potpourri, like the stuff that smells nice in your grandma's house. Oh, I was like, why? Why is he against that? No, I knew he meant against that. your potpourri, and I was like, oh, that's lovely.
1: I this might be one of my favorite performances by Liam Neeson.
0: He's not in it long, but he's terrific. Boy, he is. Yeah, yeah. I
1: just love him. And you know what? I he love still. Why? What
0: did he do? A couple of weeks ago, he said some real ugly racist shit. Oh, sorry. I really enjoy watching him fight. I was wondering if this is the beginning of him fighting and stuff. Boy, he's fun to watch fight. It's right at the beginning of him fighting and stuff. Because that's like a big man. He's like a he, monster of a dude. He's big and just,
1: yeah. yeah, I like watching him fight. Um, And I'm always very excited to see Brendan Gleeson in anything. He's great in this too and fighting as well. Rocking a shillelagh, like straight up. Is that that dance move with the guys in a circle? No, no. It's the Irish club. It was a joke. <sighs> um <laughs> So there's a big fight, they mm-hmm. bring down Liam Neeson and that and then that and then it's 16 years later 16 years later 16, 16, later, 16 yep. years later and the son of the priest who was Liam Neeson who was the head of the Dead Rabbits, yeah. Um comes back after having been put in a um boys home. A boys home, yeah. And it's Leonardo DiCaprio playing His son, who had to watch his father be killed in front of his eyes.
0: Um, Which is a hard scene to watch. It is, and that That one messed me up.
1: That little boy
0: is real adorable,
1: and I want to hug him. I actually thought that
0: kid was remarkably ugly. I'm not kidding. I really did. Oh,
1: he's cute.
0: Probably because I think the buzz cut on that kid made me want to slap him. But it's still a hard scene to watch, despite how slappable that kid is. I don't think you like um, male
1: people that show I have two sons. that show weakness. They're both total wimps my sons. <laughs> Complete
0: cowardly wimps and yeah. I love them.
1: The youngest one so is not. No,
0: he's real tough. The he's one who's like me is a cowardly one. Fucking rager, man. Yeah, that kid's rough. You're <laughs> He's a fucking hard time.
1: What are the He's a berserker.
0: Oh, he's totally a berserker. Yeah. yeah.
1: And there's a song about that
0: <laughs> Are you right isn't it Berserker isn't that the thing from Clerks so the like yes. foreign guy sings it yes All right. I knew that was do you want to make some fuck Berserker <laughs> <laughs> my love for you is like a truck Berserker that's it that's the one
1: <laughs> uh, anyway this is a really complicated plot.
0: It's so a, well, it is, but I feel like it can be condensed pretty. Yeah, you there's have a lot of stuff you can cut.
1: You have people trying to control the land after after sixteen years. Um, Bill the Butcher's dudes have been like quasi legitimized. Um because
0: well, they're working with Boss Tweed, possibly the most corrupt politician in human history.
1: Yeah, and so they, um, who's Jim Broadbent?
0: Yeah, the cast in this movie is. Unbelievably great!
1: It just blows my mind that that's um, Bridget Jones's dad. Is it? He's so cute in that movie. I like. I haven't Re- seen that. I, I had to read the book. I I like school, Renee Zellweger that. in those movies. Okay, all right. Because she's not in the first one. She's not so squinchy faced. And there's um, what's his face to make everything better?
0: Hugh Grant. Yeah. No. Colin uh, Colin Firth. One? Colin Firth.
1: Mr. Darcy. Anyway. Um,
0: That's all that Gangs of New York is missing is Colin Firth. He's got every other English actor.
1: Um, so, yeah, they're, like, legitimized, and Leonardo DiCaprio comes in, and the, the waves of the Irish are starting to come in. The Civil War is ramping up, um, and he clearly shows up in Five Point. He being, um, he goes by Amsterdam. This is. Amsterdam Valen. Amsterdam Valen. Um He clearly is there with the initial goal of seeking revenge. Yeah. On. Um, killing the butcher. Killing, on Bill the butcher. Um, but in order to like make that happen and maybe because he makes some friends, he ends up actually working for him and profiting from and benefiting from being a part yeah. of his gang. And and that was where, like, I just have, like, a constant ebb and flow of my relationship with Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. where there's times where I'm like, oh, this isn't good. And then there's times where I'm like, god damn, you are so talented. He's... Right, and I and a big part of it, a big part of it mm-hmm. is something that it's not, it's out of his control. Which same with Renee Zellweger, her squinchy face bothers me, and so and that's not fair. That's out of her control. She
0: got actually squinch enhancing surgeries.
1: Well, I wasn't gonna to say that because I don't. No, she's it.
0: squinchier now. I know.
1: I don't want to be no, judged. No,
0: she's not. I I was I was no, to no. I didn't no. But mean she that. has
1: had a lot. Yeah, I actually
0: wasn't getting into that because that would be shitty. That's not what I meant. And that's what I didn't want to do.
1: But even like before, weird even weird. like yeah. before when she was in Jerry Maguire, she did the squinchy thing with her mouth that bothered me. Um, <laughs> I think that Leonardo DiCaprio for a long, long time suffered from being so darned pretty and so boyish in his looks, right? Yes. Um. And and. So there would be times when he would do things like that's when I taught Romeo and Juliet. That's why I would show portions of the Romeo and Juliet with him in it because more so than any other version you never forget that these are children in that version. When when he's climbing the balcony and he, like, accidentally electrocutes himself and then he falls in the pool and he's all clumsy and scared and ridiculous, it's so endearing and adorable. I think so. And, and I just feel like, oh, wow, that's because he's a child. Right up until they're, like, half having sex in the swimming pool. Um, and you go, oh, yeah, this is a story of children. Uh, this is a bummer. Um, but I – so – There's parts of this where, like, he's trying to be serious and he has, like, the weird braids in his hair. And I
0: really like the hair in this movie. That look, I'm super into.
1: I liked the clip. I kind of want to do that. I used to have one of those. It's kind of rad. It's like the piece of leather with the stick through it. I I used those in high school a lot. Um, But anyway, he did. I was just getting to. There's points where I'm just, like, whatever he's there, he's doing his job. And then Mm -hmm. there's points where I'm. Blown away by how talented he is, and when he is expressing his obvious guilt mm-hmm. over profiting from being in Bill the Butcher's gang, mm. and he would have those moments where he would just violently sob. He's a real good crier.
0: He, I, oh, I don't disagree entirely. The, the we're going to get to our main like kind of problems with this movie and things that we don't love about it. But the big thing for me in this is... Him? No, it's that everyone gets blown off the screen by Daniel Day-Lewis. Well, yeah. His performance is so big and is so powerful that no one can stand up to it. Agreed. So Except for Brendan Gleeson. Brendan Gleeson... Jim Broadbent. Uh, Liam Neeson. But I, I was trying to think of who would I recast in that Cameron the fucking part. Diaz. Oh, sorry. Well Cameron Diaz, like she got so much hate for being so shitty in the movie. I don't she, think she's bad. Oh my god, she's, she's terrible. Not great, but she's not bad. <laughs> I just blew out the mic. She's There's actually so blood coming from our producer's fucking ears.
1: fucking bad.
0: I don't think she's that bad. I think she is Mm-mm. way I think she's out of her weight class in this movie. But I don't think she's bad in it. She's so bad. Every, like,
1: they all, everyone but Daniel Day-Lewis and Brendan Gleeson, who's actually British, struggled with their accents in this movie. Um, Like, Leonardo's went in and out here and there. Um, Cameron Diaz's accent, when it was there, was fucking terrible. And most of the time, it wasn't there. She... I don't know what it is about her, but she just always looks like she's from 1993. Okay. So that's somebody dressed her or did her hair wrong or whatever. But also just because she has a real iconic look that I feel like, yeah, she looks like 1997 in Santa Monica. Like Yeah. It's hard. I can't disagree with that. And that's not her fault, right? Right. But she felt she's supposed to be playing an Irish girl and she did not look Irish. And well, I, so I mean, and I don't know what that looked like. That's an unfair thing to say. I, she just looked out of place. But everything, like what you said about Richard Gere's voice, yeah. was like thin and yeah. Every part of her performance
0: was thin. I can't disagree, but that's ultimately the the, go ahead.
1: the only time that I felt where I thought she was doing a good job was in those moments. That were really painful to watch, where she mm. was apologizing to Amsterdam for mm-hmm. having been with other men, where yeah. she felt like it was necessary to apologize to him and and ask him oh. if he was angry after he saw the scar where they took the baby out right. of her. That was a very sincere and yeah. and and heartbreaking moment because yeah. she he was awful to her, yeah, and she was being really real and vulnerable. And that, I thought she did really well. But generally, like, every time she was on screen, I couldn't stand it. Um, yeah, I...
0: Yeah. I, there are definitely moments that she doesn't pull up. The big, lifting, heavy lifting moments for her in the movie. Uh, to, particularly, like, the last third of the movie, essentially. Yeah, she she's, she's not up to the task. No. But I really feel... But I think DiCaprio gets blown off the screen by Daniel Day-Lewis, too. Yeah. And DiCaprio's a good actor. I, I, I think he's aged kind of funny. That like I was real pretty when I was young, and now he's just like a weird bloated baby.
1: Yeah. Like yes. he doesn't look
0: like a man. He looks like a <laughs> weird baby.
1: But this was when he was young. I mean the first time he, he, he... was
0: he was exactly at that transition where he was still yeah. clinging to a bit of pretty and starting to get weird looking.
1: When he first came on screen I was like, Oh my god, he's a baby.
0: Yeah, he doesn't look but he's not I'm I've been trying to think. I was just on my phone trying to see who was born the same year as DiCaprio to see like who would I replace who can we him compare? with? Oh. But I I don't know. I, he doesn't land in it for me. I don't know. It doesn't I feel like someone a lot more interesting could have like like a young Michael Fassbender or something. Mm. Someone who has some real interior strength and looks super Irish would have been really interesting to come up against that incredibly imposing Daniel Day-Lewis, who is so fucking scary in this movie and so (laughs) attractive and charming. (laughs) What?
1: The guy with the real thick Boston accent, um, who's redhead. Um, Oh, my God. And he's so funny. And he's on that meme right now of the weird-looking cat. And he's going, Ma!
0: (laughs) Oh, uh, New York accent. Uh, Rappaport? Yes. Michael Rappaport? Who
1: would not be good in this? But also just That
0: meme of the cat. Oh my god. Look at this fucking cat. This I, cat looks like it, my grandma. Is it a New York accent? Oh, it's very much he is a yeah, New, New York. York guy.
1: So I love Michael Rappaport like since um
0: True Romance. I mean, he's a fucking prick in real life, but... Oh, really? He He's of the opinion, because he's from New York, he can talk about black issues as though he was black. Oh, fun. Yeah, um, he's a lot of fun.
1: I have enjoyed his acting um, <laughs> since True Romance, because the scene... Yeah, oh, he's the, great in that. Oh, man.
0: He's, he's so... He's so good at being pathetic uh, and sad. Yeah,
1: yes. And then him talking to Stoner Brad Pitt, like, just cracks me up. Yeah. So... Do I think that Michael Rappaport should have played the Leonardo DiCaprio Yes, part? absolutely. No, but yes. also how totally
0: funny would that oh be? Oh my God, I take it. <laughs> oh, Bill, what'd you do? No. Look at fucking cat. I love that
1: cat when you so when we much.
0: post this to Facebook, you have to just put a link I will to that. put the cat up.
1: Also, what the fuck is wrong with that, that cat That cat
0: is weird. Something's <laughs> wrong with his eyes. <laughs>
1: That's so bad so good. um okay, so then finally, like things um oh, and then there's Jenny, which is Cameron Cam- uh, Cameron Diaz um who's a pickpocket. who's a pickpocket
0: um and I'd have a lot of sand to do what she does yes well that's no to be a turtle dove to be a turtle dove takes a lot of t- sand to be a turtle dove i'm not gonna sub- uh, endorse that accent i feel like it wasn't great but it wasn't terrible
1: i would agree but <laughs> i i don't want to get in
0: trouble All right. why would that get someone in trouble i don't know i'm imitating a guy in a movie okay I don't feel like that you're was okay, you're cultural appropriation. I don't know. You never know what it is these days. <laughs> it's such a good and sad point. <laughs>
1: did you see the Saturday I'm doing the Life?
0: impression of DiCaprio in a movie, and so going to be like, I don't know. Those 1860s Irish are going to be real offended, Rob.
1: Saturday Night Live this week did a bit with Idris Elba, and it was the game that actors play called Can I Play That?
0: Oh, that's amazing. That's brilliant.
1: And so one of them was a blind person, and Idris Elba brings and he goes yeah i could play a blind person and everyone in the room goes oh he's like why and they're like first their sight gets taken and now you're gonna take their roles from them
0: okay i don't know that today's the day like but that that is a conversation i am so interested in because i it is (sighs) so rife with minefields that's one i'm afraid to have that's conversation i just have questions about because i don't have a this is what it should be yeah they're real questions for me of if we're trying to find the most accurate representation of the character, is that still acting then or Are we just saying we have to search the globe yeah. to find that person now?
1: But then there's also obvious missteps like Cameron Diaz playing an Irish immigrant in the 1860s.
0: Okay, but no the Irish the, the, the obvious misstep is when Emma Stone plays an Asian lady.
1: Well, yeah in
0: Aloha yeah. like but you know to say like can I don't can Patrick Stewart play a gay guy? Because he did in Jeffrey.
1: God, I love that movie.
0: The movie's great, and I realize that's a dated reference, but it's just the first one that came to mind. That's kind of a safe well, but reference British, point.
1: British gay.
0: <laughs> wow. I'm kidding. I wake cut that, out. <laughs> but like, could Patrick Stewart? He's not a gay man. Could he? Is he allowed to play one anymore? Or is yeah. it now seen as? Oh, that is. Yeah, yeah. Taking a role away from a gay man who could play that part. Or is it Patrick Stewart, such a fine actor, he can totally immerse himself in a role anything. that's distant from who he really is?
1: I No, I agree. It's a super hard conversation, but the oh. skit did end with um, who could play James Bond. Oh. And Idris Elba was like, yeah, I could play that.
0: He, God, he's got <laughs> I, my vote. Oof, I want him to be James Bond. I do, too. So The other thing I like, though, yeah. although it makes less sense, is people saying they'd like to see a female James Bond. I feel like that should just be a different character, ultimately. Yeah. But, like, Idris Elba is James Bond? It's sold,
1: Idris. Idris. I thought it
0: was Idris. 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 Address. That's where I live. My address. So. So the whole thing culminates in oh Jenny, the, the, but, the dead rabbits.
1: Yeah, but there's Jenny. So there's Cameron Diaz, who's the love interest, but she has previously had relations, and but also was sort of raised by Bill the Butcher. So that yeah,
0: he was. She was kind of his ward. Yeah,
1: but also says he never touched me until I asked him to. Which, that is an even creepier uh, line no, somehow. I it's super weird. Um, but, so they, so that creates friction, um, or angst on the part of Leonardo. Yeah, maybe friction's not the right word. Yeah, I know. Um, that really <laughs> upsets Amsterdam Ballon. Um. Well, and
0: she's ultimately the source of the schism between him and his friend Johnny.
1: Yes, and then Johnny rats him out. Yeah. Johnny from E.T., Um, E.T. Johnny because it's Henry Thomas yeah
0: I know but E.T. Johnny is a good nickname
1: so Johnny rats him out and says who he is for reals and then there's trying to kill him and then Amsterdam builds the dead rabbits back up and, and at this point now it's less about religion and it is more about there's a line and I meant to write it down but they say something essentially about you know there's 13,000 of us coming off the boats every day and because the numbers of the Irish are that's that's scratch paper
0: that's what I had a feeling I
1: understood I was like if you want to see what it says you look at the other side
0: no because they're they're different things but keep going
1: okay um all the papers are there it's fine you just have to look at the right side. fine I understand okay we're good um so yeah, like there's the, the huge wave of Irish immigrants, but then there's also um, the Chinese that have been brought over, and, uh, which is like a teeny tiny little part, and it's upsetting. Um, and then also all the freed slaves, right, yep. that have been emancipated. Yep. Um, and there's some... <sighs> I feel like I would have liked this movie more if they had focused a lot more on that. On what? On... The immigrant struggle? the yeah of of this neighborhood where all these things came together in this one neighborhood
0: which it was there but ultimately this was like but it's not a movie about things coming together it's a movie about things falling apart no, 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 no. I, I mean,
1: physically come together in the five points, right? Where you when they have,
0: have the circle dance move, and everyone comes together.
1: Where you have all of these immigrant groups living together, and 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 so, and the, because the thing was like it was touched upon mm-hmm. in this end where it starts to culminate. Uh, um, the dead rabbits, you know, Valen he challenges Bill the Butcher, and um, and they kill Brendan Gleeson, and it's that's all really oh, it's terrible. Awful. Yeah. Um, but you're you're getting all the Irish immigrants to back them up, plus other immigrant groups, plus you got the church backing them up and all of this stuff. But it also is happening at the same time that the Conscription Act has been passed mm-hmm. and, and the first round of the draft into the Civil War is starting to happen. Yep. So there's about like 10 minutes where they're going into...
0: Um, Ooh, that is a rough scene.
1: Yeah, all of the um, anti-African-American sentiment... Uh, that and and that creates, which was interesting because I think when it becomes
0: you know, classist and racist. Yeah, and I think is, oh.
1: you know our history book. This is a cliche to say this, but our history books don't teach us that story. Like right. when you learn about the Civil War, like you learn in the beginning, you learn a very simplified version of it, um, and you learn like. That the sides were unilateral, right. right? That's how it's taught. Or not unilateral. No, I'm but not sure. Not unilateral, but... Um, uh, un- like, everyone in the North was anti... Oh, they're all of a mind. Yeah, okay. everyone but in the North was anti-slavery. Unified opinion on unified, either you. side. Yes, yes. Which, like, duh, common sense tells me that that would never be true. Right. Um, but the... So, so Bill's people, um, one in particular, are real bigoted, and there's yeah. essentially there's, there's, all of them. I mean, yeah, and I mean that's part of their thing—is they're right. the natives, right? And so anyone who came there or was brought there mm-hmm. um, shouldn't get rights, and and so so seeing oh, yeah. a lot of that, seeing the the anti-free free man, yeah, um, sentiment and. And then, yeah, the you could get out of the draft if you had $300. And, yeah, yeah it was super classist. And, it, and yeah. like, that, like, I kind of feel like if there had been a little more focus on that, I would have liked that movie a little bit more. I would, because here, this is what I came out of the end of this okay. movie with. Okay. Why?
0: <laughs> well, I, I I don't think that is an unreasonable complaint. I think there's too much movie here.
1: There's a lot of... This, this, is, if, this if, if is this is a great been, HBO that's series. That's what I was going
0: to say. This is before the, raw, the Golden Age television we're yeah. back in. I think like, you're right. This do is this in a three-season
1: series? I am fucking in. Like, Which I
0: think if he was making it now, that's what he would have done.
1: Well, that's what he's doing with Devil in the White City. It's what that, he
0: did with Boardwalk Empire.
1: That's not a story you can tell in one two-hour movie. Right.
0: So that's, I think, where they're where he's going. Boardwalk Empire. Scorsese's amazing. He this is I never a movie finished it. This is a movie that Scorsese had wanted to make since the early 80s. Yeah, and I he I wrote and that. Jay down Cox somewhere. have been working like, it on it. Took it's a him forever story, to make it. Based on true stories. Kind of weaving together various true stories. Bill yeah. Cutting was a real guy. The riots that features the climax of the film, that that was a real event. 5 um, Points is a real place. 5 Points is a real place. It's uh, you know, there's a lot to pack in. The thing that I find curious about why I think it's particularly, I think it's a movie that lasts with a couple exceptions that we'll talk about in a second. Um, the themes in it are still unfortunately relevant. Yeah.
1: yeah. The nativism shit. Yeah. The
0: nativism shit, the racism, the religious stress, the feeling that the bigots have of you're taking what is mine and this is mine by, by birthright yeah. in some strange way. The entitlement. Um, The entitlement of it, the ugliness, the violence of it. Something that Scorsese does that I think is amazing, he does it in lots of his movies, lots of people think that Scorsese approves of negative actions. It's that he presents things without a lot of judgment so that the audience can look at them and make their judgments accordingly. I think this movie does that. Hmm. I think these characters are, almost across the board, all reprehensible. They have their certain charm about them because they're fully fleshed out people. Yeah, I mean, Bill Cutting is incredibly charming and attractive in many ways, even though he is a thuggish, cruel, racist, misogynist prick. But there is a magnetism about him well, as But and, you never forget that he's a monster.
1: Well, and he couches his monster's deeds in this cloak of valor and honor that
0: That seem attractive
1: yeah that's real it's that whole thing of like great orators man yeah they they can just convince you to do whatever
0: yep and there's there's something to that and in the end they are literally annihilated by the coming war the their great big climactic battle is interrupted by the army descending upon them.
1: Yeah, uh, bombs, cannons. Yeah, cannon
0: fire going off yeah. around them. It's an extraordinary statement. I, I think it is it is an overstuffed movie. It yeah. is huge. It is by far the biggest budget that up until that time Scorsese had ever worked with. Now, his new thing for Netflix is a bigger budget. The Irishman has like a $200 million budget. Uh, I don't even know what that is. It's, oh, it's going to be so good. Well,
1: so here's the thing. Like when we were watching it last night and there's mm-hmm. this scene where Valen and um Jenny dance Amsterdam and Jenny dance yeah. together and and it's close oh, up Oh, those sets, yeah. You know, cuz you're because you're listening to them talk but then it expands out mm-hmm. into this wide and you realize and and my partner said that there's so much there, and like everything had to be right, and mm-hmm. it all had to be corporate. And I went, "Uh huh," which is why some of the super fucking ugly shots in this make no sense to me.
0: Here it comes. When, now, I can't disagree with some of this. When, when the, the Bible
1: got thrown in the water, and that was mm. clearly supposed to be like this meaningful thing, that was so ugly. It was like I shot mm-hmm. it on my phone from like Ooh. two generations of phones ago, and I had rubbed bacon grease on the lens like it was so fucking ugly and in in the beginning when they're going through the mission Mm -hmm. or what eventually became the mission and there's like these crazy underground underground layers and the upper ground layers and some of it was very good some of it was so ugly and quick and the music was so distracting in that first scene that like i couldn't (sighs) It felt like. Wait,
0: wait, wait! Which bit of music? Because I have a complaint about music at the beginning, but I want to make sure we're on the same complaint. The opening. Is it the like the Irish the, pipe music? No, the weird music during that the was battle. During the battle. Okay, I agree with you on this. So weird. Here, but I, go ahead. This
1: is what it felt like because some of the shots were so not Scorsese. Like, like Scorsese's famous for. There's no fucking mistakes, right? It's all like. It's all very purposeful. Yeah. So there were some shots that were so ugly and so rushed and so just bad that I was like, okay, did he like go on vacation for (laughs) a week? Like that's what it felt like. There were times where it felt like a different movie because it was so disjointed.
0: I have a theory about this. I have nothing to base this on beyond having seen all his stuff and what was going on at the time in Hollywood. I have no inside track on this, but this is my feeling. Was
1: there a writer's strike during this time? 2002? I don't, no, I don't think, think so. so.
0: Um, he was given $100 million to make this movie. Harvey Weinstein was worried about bankrupting. That's true. This is not my theory. This is true. What? He was worried about losing his ass on this movie.
1: And 9-11 happened during. Right.
0: So everything's like, oh my God, what are we going to do? Yeah. How are we going to make this thing more commercial? And I think Scorsese was forced to put in, for lack of a better phrase, MTV style shots. Uh, There's a couple weird kind of blur slow-mo yes. shots that are really poor. They're so They're bad. really weird. There's a couple angles that are very non-Scorsese-like that yeah. I just have this feeling he was told to put them in. Like, you want this fucking budget? You're going to put in some goddamn Wine MTV shots here.
1: came in and wagged really his think it, muscle all over.
0: I really think that that is <laughs> Money Man saying, you're going to put in a shot the kids will like. I, I really, in my heart, I think that's true. I
1: know, that was a really good pun. It
0: was really... I just was trying not to throw up. So... <laughs> The other problem is which you allude he to. Opened there the Miramax two... robe. Oh and... God! <laughs> you want this money? Um, you know Give what you your do. your house plant. So oh, that's <laughs> isn't that... that someone else? Isn't that Lucy K? Or... Oh
1: shit! You're right. It might be. That's... How sad. Why we're in an age uh...
0: where there's so many sexual predators being revealed, we mix them up.
1: I was just
0: gonna say. Jesus gonna say. Christ! Um, but which there's one two... stuck his dick in a plant. God uh, Hey there's something wrong with your plants Look at this thing um, Jesus I it's don't feel thriving. good about that. Oh god Plant babies um, there, There's two music cues in this That are so bad it made my head spin Because when it's all the incidental, like when uh, Amsterdam is having a fist fight with one of the former dead rabbits who's now a native. Yeah. And there's a guy playing hammered dulcimer in the bar who's like, time to play faster hammered dulcimer. I was so happy I couldn't see straight. And there's... That cue's amazing.
1: But so that that scene has the guy that's like randomly just walking around playing music and singing a song. And there's another one where they're walking down the street and a woman just like sort of sidles. I kind of love that. Well... I liked it. It felt it it felt like the ballad of Buster Scruggs, like
0: a little bit, yeah. And
1: just that style of like the west a western and the troubadour comes in to fill you in on what's been going on. Like oh, I Oh,
0: yeah, I can see that. Well, I was thinking of it I sort of it like was it, a really but organic it, way to introduce music into a scene and to have score.
1: Except they looked right at the camera.
0: Oh, and that's that's <laughs> why it
1: felt ballad of Buster Scruggsy. like Yeah,
0: I I can't disagree with that.
1: I liked it and I liked the music, but it was it was awesome. The
0: problem, though, would be in the opening giant battle so with Liam Neeson. like For no squeals. reason, there's an electric guitar that gets mm-hmm. introduced to it. And it is agonizingly bad, that cue. it It yeah. is really, it takes me out of the movie completely.
1: My partner And then the assing. end
0: of the movie, there's this weird bookend thing of like <sighs> New York now and a giant U2 st- song starts playing. And I would give anything to cut that out of the movie.
1: No, the New York now made sense. Be- it makes sense, but it's because... so
0: on the nose. But this is what he
1: does. This is what he does. Who made... um? Oh, shit. This is going to ruin my point if it wasn't him. But um, the Olympics were the... Who made the Olympics? No, no.
0: Movie about... Argo. Who made Argo? Ben Affleck.
1: Oh, yeah. Was it that one? No, it wasn't that one. Maybe Isn't it was that Beirut. That Beirut, where the... Also
0: wasn't Scorsese.
1: Okay. Well, they did it in Beirut too, where. <laughs> but anyway, th- this is. Uh, <laughs> I agree. It's it's trite, but it's very ham-handed. The the la- ham-fisted.
0: That's uh. I we, was saying he ate ham and he had it on his fingers.
1: We've been over this.
0: I know. <laughs> I it's fuck normally up. me. Who mess- it's uh very ham-fisted. <laughs>
1: it's me who messes it up.
0: Um, you've uh, you've retrained me
1: I, apparently, um. It, because the last thing she says is something about it's they'll it's like they'll they'll never know that we were ever here. Right. Right because um and and what she's talking about is that the army has come in and sort of destroyed right. annihilated. Yeah, blah blah blah. And so like that I was like, oh golly, that's a really sad point. And and actually I went to the um Irish famine memorial that's in New York that's oh. down by the water holy smokes, is that place moving. Like, mm. we we didn't even know what we were walking into. Right. And we started seeing the stuff that was written on the walls and in the stone. And, like, and I just started sobbing. Like, when I yeah. sort of realized what it was. And it's mm. a really well done, like, it's this piece of rock. And then you can actually climb up to the top. It's a huge platform. And then it's all the natural grasses of Ireland. Oh. Oh, it's so lovely. Um, So, like, that was kind of coming into my head when she was saying all of that stuff. And then... You know, and so then it shows New York over time because right. where the where the gravesite is, like you see the Brooklyn Bridge getting built and right. all of that. Like so, yeah, it's ham fisted, but I get
0: ham handed. I, I believe get is the, expression. the <laughs>
1: point that was being made was that like she was right; they were yeah. er, they were erased right. from time.
0: But and then that the city has grown up on the bones of its of its history,
1: and it which is ended, as all cities do. Like that's yeah. that's not a bad thing. Um, it ended with the shot that included the two towers. Which I thought, yeah. which I thought was, that they
0: left it in was really interesting.
1: Yeah, because they could have cut it.
0: Yeah, they could have. Um, it's it's a very curious thing. Um, and New, New York, Scorsese being the New York director. Yeah, well, um, and that's
1: what that movie Beirut. That's what I was getting to. That's what they did because there's a point where, like, at the end of it, um, he's looking out at the at the city and it's, um, because and he's looking at the towers and then. Like the whole point there is violence begets violence, and mm. like, and it was very purposeful. The right, looking at the towers and
0: I'm trying to remember. It doesn't matter. Um, it's, you know, so there there are a couple flo There's a couple shots that I feel like don't fit in the movie at all. There's a couple of music cues that are just straight up nightmarishly bad.
1: There's Cameron Diaz.
0: Yeah, I I don't hate her as much as you do, but you're not alone in that. I'm I'm alone in my camp on this one. The vast majority of people would agree with you. I just Um, she's
1: just like incredibly miscast. Like Renee Renee Zellweger would have been a better choice for this.
0: Agreed. I don't I don't I can't defend that. You're right.
1: And that feels like a Harvey Weinstein choice.
0: Yeah, of we need the hot young star in this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of you know, the things that I don't like in the movie feel like producer interference to me. Yeah. Yeah. But there's like shots in this that are so... When uh, Amsterdam and Jenny have just finished consummating their relationship. And Amsterdam wakes up and looks around and Bill's in the room sitting in a chair. Yeah. Wrapped in an American flag, Wrapped flat. in an American flag, <laughs> And he's sitting there and he just stares. at The camera's set so Bill is to camera right. And the left side of the frame is, is mostly unfilled. So it's a little bit out of balance. It's just this perfect composition. And an actor giving a minute long speech that... Puts tears in my eyes. It's so beautiful and perfect. And watching that scene again, I've been struck by it every time, but watching it right after Chicago, I was like, this is how you use a frame. This is how you present the actor and let them do what they do. It was really wonderful and amazing. It's like, oh, man, this is how you're supposed to have action. There's in that opening battle, the Liam Neeson battle. The natives are coming out for their turn of it, and there's this giant burnt-out house that's frozen over. Yeah, and they slowly emerge from it, and it's on your, on a little TV. It's not. It's a little hard to see what's going on, and you realize that Scorsese meant this for the biggest goddamn screen possible. The
1: set design is oh. is out of control. It's, it's amazing. so they
0: built the city. Yeah, I mean, they, it's the, not CG. They built a goddamn city for this thing.
1: The, honestly, the two best characters in. The two best actors in the whole movie are Daniel Day Lewis and the and the sets. Yeah, I can't disagree because they're really amazing.
0: Okay, let's. I want to hear your top three things.
1: Yeah, because there's not much. This movie
0: was nominated for everything and won basically nothing. Yeah. Daniel Day Lewis lost to Adrian Brody for best actor.
1: He got a BAFTA.
0: He got the BAFTA.
1: And he got the that's
0: like. Chicago Film Critics yeah. Award. Like, who gives a shit? I don't
1: have the Golden Globes. Fuck on you, here. Chicago
0: Film Critics. Yeah, I said it. Windy City dicks. Um,
1: As proven by the first movie.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, you know, uh, what are your three favorite things?
1: I didn't write those down. Um,
0: I never write mine down. I yeah, I
1: mean Daniel Day Lewis and his creepy fucking eye and his greasy nasty. Oh, when hair. he taps his
0: eye with the knife, oh, smokes. His
1: tiny little waist. Um, I liked all of that. Yeah, I you know. Um, the sets are amazing. Amazing. And like, yeah, like character actors who are never gonna win awards that I just so enjoy oh, seeing them when and they're give there. Great
0: performances.
1: Freaking Jim Broadbent, um, John, John C. Riley. John C. Riley. He's great in this. Bre- he's great. Brendan Gleason. Yep. I don't know when I started loving Brendan
0: Gleason, but I just do. Is it partly because you love his son so much? Domininumina oh, yeah, Hall. Oh, yeah, we've
1: had this conversation. Domininumina Hall. Dominin Hall. Damn Hall. No, we looked it up. Dom Hall.
0: It's. uh... Donald. It's Donald. Do- Donald. No, Donald Hall. Donald Hall. Donald. Donald Hall Gleason. <sighs> Miranda <laughs> wants to go home. I don't blame her. So, okay. <laughs> you got Day-Lewis. You got character actors. What was your third thing? The sets. The sets. Okay. Would you recommend this to your mom? Yeah. Okay. Last question.
1: I I'd recommend the... anyone to see it. Like, Because there's, there's a lot of really... There's a lot. It's chock full of good.
0: Yeah. There's a couple bad things in this three-hour movie. Yes. Oh, boy. That's my least favorite thing. Holy fuck. Well, it it should have been a series. This is a long, long movie. Um, Okay, here's my question then. Between these two movies, what should have won Best Picture? You know my vote on this. It's why I paired these two. What do you think should have won Best Picture between them? I mean... (laughs) I can't believe this is even close. Even 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 if you don't agree with my choice, I can't believe there's this much hesitation even if you're going the other way.
1: Because be- they're so different. Exactly. And okay. that, and that's the thing. If we look at the Oscars for what it really is, which is a sham celebration of Hollywood and money. Mm. Chicago represents everything that that is. It was glitz and it was glamour and it was fun and it was post 9/11 when we really wanted some fun. Yeah. And and it made people smile, it made people laugh and it took people like Richard Gere who you never thought would sing and dance and they do that and like so it like <sighs> these movies are you and me in movie form. <laughs>
0: Wait, which one's which?
1: Chicago is like how it makes you feel. Uh-huh. Right, and so it was just there to like, yay, let's be happy again, and not to say that I'm always like that, but it was definitely like a. That's what you look for in movies, though. Yeah. Okay. And it was a like, let's have a visceral response kind of movie. It's a razzle dazzle. We got a
0: party because everything's shit. That was a curious time in life.
1: Yeah, and then gangs. I don't mean that
0: dismissively. Like,
1: it was fucking weird. Gangs of New York is you. Thank you. There's like a lot. And there's some parts that real s- just like stick out as bad.
0: Okay, that I don't know why you're making that comparison to me. And um, <laughs> there's a lot, and some of it's clearly bad. Thanks, Ames.
1: Because it was just right there. I set it up, and I wanted to use it.
0: I'm My close kidding. friend Amy.
1: I'm kidding. You um, were but that's cool. No, but I mean the aesthetic of this movie of like. It's got Robbie shots like caring about, (laughs) you know, like it cares about the art of it. It it wasn't I don't think Scorsese gave a fuck about how it was making you feel. He wanted to tell a story and he was creating the art of it. And I think that's what you like, which is like why we have talked about you enjoy absurdist things. I do. You even and and you will watch super sad fucking shit because you're okay with embracing that because as a part of it you got to see the art. Yes. Right? So I always use this as an example. I absolutely know that Eternal Sunshine and the Spotless Mind is a great movie.
0: Great movie.
1: I'm super glad I saw it
0: that one time.
1: Oh, it's so worth seeing again. And I will never watch it again. I'm going
0: to find a way to force you. Because
1: it hurt.
0: What year did that come so out? That should have gotten Best Picture. I don't care what it was up against. That it gotten movie Best Picture.
1: hurt me so much. And so, like, cool, I got it. I'm glad I had that experience. I don't need to do it again. And I know that you would torture yourself again and again.
0: I, w- I wouldn't find it torturous. I would find it lovely and beautiful. That movie hurts. In all the best ways. I'm just kidding. You don't have bad parts.
1: I feel like I hurt your feelings. You didn't. didn't. I'm good. I
0: only have, like, one feeling, so it's okay. fine.
1: Um, so, So yeah, I mean, it's a good movie
0: um so, so which one's best so picture? which
1: one am i picking i yes. I, I still don't know Ar- You have to artistically
0: constructed. no 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 which one wins
1: gangs of new york is a better movie
0: is it your pick for best picture i want to hear the words <laughs> which one should have won best picture
1: lord of the rings the two towers god
0: damn it <laughs> fucking helms no. deep hobbit bullshit
1: Gonna make that a T-shirt. Oh, um, God no! Damn it. Gangs of New York. Between these Yay! two, gangs of New York was a better movie. Yeah. But if we can find a way to merge them,
0: uh, gangs of Chicago,
1: and have Renee Zellweger play the Karen Diaz part, Ooh. and Daniel Day-Lewis
0: play the Leonardo DiCaprio part, wear Catherine Tate Jones's <laughs> clothes. Whoa. This we just got it's deep into a, your brain. That's a lot of leg. It's a lot of long, hairy leg. <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay. I change him. Change my mind. Yeah. Well. And just John C. Riley playing a mishmash of both of his characters. It's,
0: he <laughs> he's 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 the crooked cop <laughs> singing cellophane man
1: with a fur vest on.
0: Yeah, and that sweet mustache. Yeah, it was good. God damn! All right. Next time we're gonna do the same. thing. We will be doing another one. We will figure out the matchup. I have some ideas, but we cannot agree on them. He keeps
1: trying to make us do Titanic, but that would just be Kinda,
0: two, well. Okay, two hours so of trying. us
1: yelling. You've tried three times now.
0: I have never seen it all the way through, and I'm certain I'll oh, hate really? it. Oh, really? I've seen it in bits and pieces.
1: So are you aware how it ends?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me. No spoilers. <laughs> what do you mean? Is there going to be a surprise? They're fine, right? It's a love story. I assume that they end up together.
1: Well, Molly Brown does. (laughs) Yeah. She makes it out.
0: What do you mean? She had a nickname. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it didn't have anything to do with this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure there's something about how every voyage she took was a happy one. Isn't Uh, that what it was? Happy Voyage Molly Brown? wait,
1: really? She was on multiple boats that sank? Wait, what? I thought it was just the one boat. What do you mean? What boat sank? Oh. Okay, now I'm lost in our own joke.
0: Oh. It's Jokeception. Jokeception. Inside and inside and inside. Speaking of DiCaprio.
1: Uh, And on that
0: note. Quick shout out. My wife hates Leonardo DiCaprio. Really? And one of our first dates was to see Inception, and she was like, "Uh, I guess I'll go see it even though I fucking hate Leonardo DiCaprio. And she uses that as evidence that she must have liked me at the start because she was willing to watch Leonardo DiCaprio. And I bet you
1: were like cool i made such a good choice here oh i was
0: like yeah, i'm not gonna say anything because this woman needs to continue going out with me she's so much better than i am <laughs> i cannot let on that she just said something crazy all right yeah. and on that note <laughs> insert clever catchphrase here Anna, 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 go to the main office